welcome back to Cover B. Welcome back to Cover B. As the wise prophet Timberlake once said, it's gonna be May, and here we are. (laughs) 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 One third through Q2, and we are back with another graphic novelties. It's true. We're talking about novelty graphic things. This one is coming out of Dark Horse. It is called Children of the Woods. It is written by uh, Joe Ciano with art by Josh Hickson. On its surface, this is a pretty standard setup for a horror book. You've got the downtrodden, bullied, awkward, socially awkward teen who discovers a book that grants him dark and mysterious power, and he uses it to enact revenge on the bully and the girl that he liked who allowed the bully to bully him. At least that's what it seems like it's going to be. It takes a sharp turn at that point and becomes a tale that ruminates on the nature of vengeance and the nature of pain, the nature of trauma. Uh, as these, we discover these two warring for- forces out in the woods, uh, one being the Blackwoods themselves, a mysterious unseen figure that has some sort of ability to shape reality for those that are unlucky enough to wander into its tree line, uh, and then a mysterious hanging witch that seems to have been one of the forest's early or first creations who despises the woods and wants to see them burn the aforementioned socially awkward teen Quinn uh gets wrapped up with the black woods while the girl of his dreams Amber in her search for Quinn and what happened to him as well as her search for understanding of what happened the night her d-bag bully boyfriend was attacked (laughs) by some sort of bear-like creature uh gets wrapped up on the other side with the forces of uh, this star of power. It's an interesting book. It takes a lot of twists and turns. Has an amazing, very dark uh, artwork to it. And like I said, breaks the mold away from what you would be expecting the story to tell. Or what sort of tones and beats you'd expect the story to hit. T, what are your thoughts? One thing that I explicitly really, really liked about this book is that it takes the shape in the reverse of what we normally see when it comes to comics. A lot of comics are built originally as a graphic novel and then are broken into comic book issues. And sometimes that's a problem because like we've had detailed in many episodes before, you run into comics that all of the momentum happens in the second issue or it doesn't seem broken down well and the first issue is very slow or things like that. Mm -hmm. What's nice about this is that this was originally written with the intention of being episodic and done in comic issues. And then afterwards, they decided to turn it into a graphic novel. Mm -hmm. And what's cool about that is that the book feels so cohesive and is incredibly well paced because of it. They knew going in, it was going to be in these chapters. And that made sure that there was momentum from start to finish. And they mentioned in the afterword um, (laughs) that... Originally, this was going to be called The Black Wood. It was going to be released in an episodic issue-by-issue manner. And then they eventually decided to migrate it over into a graphic novel. Exactly. And so it does still feel kind of well punctuated by these chapters. Yep. But they're all very cohesive and they flow into each other well, which is nice. It's very cool. I really like that the momentum stays from start to finish. Um, I also really like the 
weird omniscient narrator voice Mm -hmm. um, that we learn more about as the story goes on. But one of my favorite parts about that is that it just adds a little bit of tasty horror flavor. This mysterious kind of voice that permeates. We're never, until later, we're not entirely sure who's telling the story, what the perspective is. It gives it a lot of mystique. It's it's immersive. It we have a narrator that we find out is actually an interactive narrator. Yep. But the narrator is aware of us as much as he or she or them as much as they are aware of the happenings in the story and able to interact with the characters in the story. So it draws us in to be at the same level effectively as the characters of the story where exactly. we are being interacted with by these this narrator who is revealed to be an important part of the story uh, as much as the people that they are affecting. Yeah. You know, they're narrating as much to us as they are to the individuals over here. Uh, it's cool. It's a, it's a cool way of handling the narrator, making the narrator an active participant in the story is an interesting, while still able to break the fourth wall, not just kind of ruminating to nothingness. Sometimes you'll see that. And I mean, that's a classic literature thing where the narrator is, you know, call me Ishmael and I'm going to narrate <laughs> my experiences of going on the hunt for Moby Dick. You know, that narrator's an interactive narrator, but that narrator kind of is just speaking to anyone. Exactly. It's not actively recognizing you as you're reading it as an audience member. Uh, so it's just an immersive experience that you don't see a lot. in. You don't. In, in a serious format in comics. You see it a lot in more of a comedic format, like you know, you're part of this too. Breaking ha. that fourth wall. I, I'm aware I'm a comic. Teehee. Um, but you don't see it as much where it's like, you know, this is the seriousness of the story. It's true. So, There's also a tasty bit of body horror in this. There is, yeah. But it's not so gory that it's over the top or superfluous or, mm-hmm. you know, overwhelming and icky it feels very appropriate to the story it feels very necessary to the story but it's also very well done and still gross i think that's kind of the thing i appreciated the most about this is how close it came to relying on typical and expected horror tropes Mm -hmm. while immediately like pulling a sharp right and swerving away from them yeah so you know there was this idea like the book very beginning of the book quinn gets his power starts charging into town finds the bully starts wrecking him and then it's narrated to us that he hesitates you know she's there and helps him hesitate but he himself hesitates he's still in this monster (laughs) it's not just full pumpkin head where it's this like spirit of vengeance and it's gonna go out and kill everybody yeah and screw you if you get in its way uh, he only ever really acts if someone acts against him. Yeah. You know, he never, it's not just, oh, now I'm, I got this power and now I'm a mindless monster. And I think that does well to kind of push the story's idea of pain and how pain affects us. And I'll cover that in a bit, but, um, and then like you said, with the body horror, like it does get gross. It does have some body horror elements, but it never really like goes over excessive into the gore. You know, there's some moments where it seems like it might kind of dip into that, like, let's exploit S.A. in order to build ethos and create tension. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't really go there either. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, there's there's things that it kind of, like, why Quinn is damaged is never really ruminated upon because it's not necessary and things like that. 
you know, things that typically you see in horror stories that are used as either like devices to develop an emotional tension or devices to draw the reader in and make them nervous um, just aren't used. And it becomes more of a character piece and more of a study of it's more sad than it is horror. It absolutely like it's is. It's honestly more of a tragedy than it is a horror story. It's just a tragedy in a horror setting. Yeah. You know? Um, and while, yeah, the third act does come in like swinging big with a giant club of action and felt kind of tonally separated, uh, it still has that kind of uh, almost Shakespearean tragic quality to it. Where yeah. It's, very you know, somber. Yeah. These characters are turned against each other and turned against themselves because of their own choices. And they're having to deal with that. Yeah. You know. Uh, it's cool. It's very cool. Like I said, it does ruminate on the nature of pain. Do I fully think that the author got through what they wanted to say about the nature of pain? I don't know. I don't know if the resolution at the end uh, is really worthwhile. Like, I, I think it kind of ended on a flat note for me. I think it does a lot to show that you don't have to become a monster, you know? Right. Just because things are telling you that you, like, I, I definitely think there's a, a trend in this book of, like, just because something's telling you to become a monster doesn't mean you have to. And just because you're kind of expected not to be a monster doesn't like there's definitely a big part of the book is about societal expectations yes. and amber has a big monologue about that and you know quinn is defeating these societal expectations by literally being a hulking freaking monster <laughs> and not necessarily doing anything with it yeah you know, he saves a kid at one point in time and stuff um but I don't know if it necessarily goes all the way to having any sort of, like, revolutionary kind of thought about or therapeutic kind of moral about the nature of pain more yeah. than just, like, hey, look, pain makes people do some really crappy stuff, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know if the resolution... The resolution felt more like it was going for, like, a don't get vengeance, like, dig two graves kind of thing. And it felt tonally weird like there was a big like shift in amber's yeah. story arc where she was like we were seeing her kind of grow and understand things and we were seeing more of her character and how she was rebelling against what this expectation of her was going to be and then suddenly she was just like now i'm not for vengeance and it was like oh okay it kind of did a, cool. a bit of a horror movie yeah. move in my opinion yeah it, it felt like it at some point they decided they needed a bad guy and mm -hmm. while they could have just utilized the witch in the woods as being the kind of like foil character to the black woods and being the antagonist from a distance manipulating things, uh, they instead kind of shifted the focus over to Amber and moreover, like the damage done to Amber by these people and by society and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and I just don't know if it works as well tonally. Like, I think it was a big tonal shift. Like, right around, there's, like, a act three, basically, is just, like, a complete tonal difference, and it's weird. So it doesn't end on as high of a note as I would have liked it to. 
that's fair. You know, and I'm not necessarily saying that I desired, you know, Amber and Quinn to make up and be friends and go run off into the woods and be monsters together or anything. But like, I don't know if I fully, I don't know if I fully tracked what Amber's growth arc was. That's, like I yeah. tracked it to a point and then she grew in, it was like watching a beautiful plant grow and then like this beautiful like tulip bud grows out of the top and then it's like it opens suddenly and there's a pumpkin. <laughs> You're like, that's You're like, not what I was expecting. I didn't, I didn't know that's how pumpkins happened. You were pretty sure you were hatching a chicken and then it was a penguin. Yeah. <laughs> freaking like rat comes out of the eggshell and it's like, <laughs> like ah. but uh it was cool i i am always down for stuff that uses horror more of a backdrop and focuses more on the people involved in these situations as opposed to like the horrible things happening like a lot of horror writing can just be like look at look at this gore isn't it neat <laughs> Um, and like, isn't it crazy that this person did this crazy thing or like, whoa, look at how scary I made this person's face look. And like, all that's good. I like that. There's room for that. I'm here for it. There's a place and time for that. But I'm always going to be down for horror stories that do a little bit more and focus on the people involved in the horror story. I agree. As much as you know, the horrific things that are happening. Yeah. You know, make the characters actual characters <laughs> and not just, like, things by which you can do terrible things to. That's you know? a good way to describe it. If that. you want a good example of that, watch the most recent Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie that's on Netflix. Netflix? I think it's Netflix. Netflix. Uh, it's terrible. It's None so bad. None of the characters bad. have any personality. They literally just exist to die and it's that is like the pinnacle of like cheap low level horror writing it's also really short if you could share this clip with the person who made it i need them to know how i feel um <laughs> yeah it's also incredibly short and pointless it was it's bad. just inconsequential and pointless it's so bad and stupid and bad but watch it so that <laughs> you can know what i'm talking about Maybe watch Weirdly, it while I just, it's in the background. I just, I just gave them a plug in my, <laughs> in my episode. Hey, I hate this. Check it out. <laughs> Go watch it. Weird. <laughs> I'm messed up. Um, but yeah, Children of the Woods. Highly, highly recommend. It's a quick read, too. Uh, and, you know, that may shy some people away. Some people like stuff that's a little bit more content heavy. This wasn't. It was fairly fast paced. It was a short read for a graphic novel. 1999, if a quick horror book that kind of subverts expectation has some really cool mythos that it sets up, very like, I don't know, Appalachia, like early American settlers being scared of the forests kind of mythos that is set up. Very like, if you're into like skinwalkers and like witches and Roanoke. Like, Roanoke, the Roanoke mystery, and like, what is that one short story? Young Goodman Brown, is it that one? Or like, oh. dude goes down the woods, and then everyone he's ever known is actually like a Satan worshiper and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Nathaniel did Hawthorne do that? Was that Hawthorne? I don't know. Um, but if you're into that kind of stuff, check it out. 
if you want something that's a little bit more content heavy for 20 bucks, then pass on it. Like I said, the resolution isn't super huge. It did some really, really cool things in the book, and I think the art was splendid. And I'd like to see them do more, to be honest. I'd like to see them do a volume two. Uh, I'll definitely pick it up because I love the mythos that they set up. But this book itself just didn't really didn't have the fireworks at the end that I think would be worth me suggesting it 100% to everybody for 20 bucks. Know what I mean? It's like an 80% referral. Yeah. If you got like a coupon or credit at your local comic store because you traded in some stuff, then yeah, pick it up. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. You know? Or if any of those things I mentioned really, really interest you, then pick it up. But if you're looking for something more content heavy, maybe wait. We've got some other graphic novels that we're going to do, and some of those are pretty content heavy. So keep an eye out here. Or ear? Ear. Ear out? Keep a nose out here. (laughs) We'll smell you later. (laughs) Sitting around on a Monday, and you're like, oh, cover B just launched. (laughs) I don't want to know what we smell like (laughs) well i'm sitting in a closet recording an episode with both of us so i know what we smell like (laughs) anyway children of the woods dark horse comics uh written by joe siano with art by josh hickson pick it up cool book uh if you want more episodes of cover b you can find them on our website the website is coverbpodcast.com. That's right. You can also follow us on social media. We are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Cover B Podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you for checking out books that we suggest. If you do, uh, if you have any books, graphic novels that you want us to read, you can hit us up on social media and let us know. Uh, otherwise, as always, thank you for listening. I have been Chris. This has been T. You know it. And you have been listening to Cover, Cover B. B. Bye, everybody. Thank you.